Hi there, and welcome to the Adventures with Jesus Today podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Vandenberg, and today we're going to be talking about ordinary to extraordinary. There are so many beautiful invitations in the Word of God to live a life that is fully alive here on earth. And the way that we do that is by accessing everything that God has put together for us in heaven. So I was sitting with a coaching client on Friday, and we were just unpacking some strategy for her business. Uh, Where did God want her to go? Um, Getting some insight from him on what she gets to lay down and what she gets to take up and carry on with. And uh, we landed on Ephesians 3.20. And so I'd love for you to either imagine this in your mind's eye or take out a piece of paper and write it. Uh, She needed me to write it so that she could draw it, so that she could see a vision of it. But uh, take yourself on a little journey and uh, imagine this in your mind's eye so that you can see what this invitation looks like to go from the ordinary of life to the extraordinary invitation from God instead. So I'm going to read Ephesians 3.20 and 21 and then we'll unpack it. I'm reading from the Amplified Version, which is my favorite version. And it says, Now to him who, as a consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly, far over and above all that we dare to ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes or dreams. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So be it. So, oh, I love these two verses. So this is the picture I want you to imagine. We're going to uh, imagine that you're standing underneath an umbrella and each of the spokes of this umbrella make up um, the covering that is over you. Okay, so there are a couple of points here in Ephesians 3.20. So it says, um, His purpose and do super abundantly far and above all that we ask or think. So imagine that the first spoke in the umbrella is all that you dare to ask. The second one is all that you dare to think. The third one is, it says, infinitely beyond our highest praise. So the third one is praise. The fourth one is your desires. The fifth one is all of your thoughts. The next one is all of your hopes. And the last one is all of your dreams. So imagine that those seven look like the spokes of this umbrella and it's formed this dome over your head. And so the first principle that we get to be invited in is... When did we last sit and think about those seven areas and really meditate on what they look like? When did you last sit and think about, what am I asking God for? What am I actually uh, going to him like the persistent widow and asking him for? In my finances, in my relationships, in my health, in my thinking, in the legacy that I'm leaving, what have I been asking him for? And everything in what we're talking about today is realizing this abundant life that Jesus talks about in 1010. What does the abundant life that he gave you get to look like? 
in this season over your lifetime and the legacy that you will leave. Okay. Then the next one is thinking. How are you asking God to elevate your thinking? To think with the mind of Christ. To think with an invitation from Him. To think from the future. To think about what more can be done in the present. Asking Him what inventions you get to steward or what thoughts or what wisdom you get to steward and send out to the people around you. Hmm. The next one is prayers. How are you praying bold prayers? How are you asking him to deepen your relationship by teaching you how to pray? How are you, how do you get to um, pray in the spirit in different ways, in different languages, deeper and deeper than you ever have before? The next one is your desires. How are you opening up and letting him activate the desires of his heart that are the desires of yours? The things that you long for, the things that you long to see happen in the earth, the changes you long to see taking place, the relationships you long to see deepen, all of the things that God put passions in you about. The next one is your thoughts. And so as far as I understand it, the difference between thinking and thoughts is thinking is on purpose, asking the Lord to think with you strategically going forward, how to map things out. And thoughts is the natural things that come up in your mind that help you to process your day, help you to process the meaning of life, help you to process um, the things that you're going through. So I'll sometimes find myself in my quiet time thinking about a conversation I had yesterday or thinking about a certain person when I haven't thought about them for a while. And those are just the thoughts that pop into my head. And then I'll say that I'll talk them through with the Lord. I'll say, oh, Lord, how is that person? How are they doing? How can we be praying for them today? Or, oh, yeah, Lord, I messed up in that conversation. I could feel myself disconnecting from you and I didn't speak from a place of love. Right? And those are the thoughts that pop into our head that help us to process the current reality. Whereas thinking is an on-purpose action with the Lord, thinking about how to walk out from here to the future. And then the next one is your hopes. What are your hopes? Hope, uh, the definition of hope that I love is the confident expectation of the goodness of God in the land of the living that David talks about in the Psalms. He says, where would I be if I didn't have confident hope in the goodness of God in the land of the living? So where are you stretching your hope? Your hope for things to just be abundant and look so much greater than they are now. And then the last one is your dreams. Where are you intentionally sitting down and dreaming with God? What does it look like to stretch your imagination and what you can think of and go, wow, Lord, imagine, imagine if this happened. Lord, these are my dreams and hopes. So if those seven make up the umbrella across your head, over your head, right? First step is to intentionally even think about those seven areas rather than just default have them, but sit down and process them properly with the Lord. And then the second piece is, he said the whole, the whole point of verse 20 is that he will do exceedingly abundantly. It says in this version, do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare 
to ask or think. So if the first step is you thinking these seven spokes that look like an umbrella, what can it actually look like to take the fabric off the umbrella so that you can see straight through, right? So that you can go with the Lord over and above all that you dare to, I love that word, dare, dare to ask or think. Like we think we're stretching ourselves so much. And the Lord's going, I have so much more to give you. There's just an abundance over and above this. These are the promises we get to live in. So that's the second principle. Let's go, okay, Lord, I can think to this level. And because that verse says what it says, we get to go even higher and above that. So the way this really uh, struck home for me was, I was just talking to the Lord one day and I said, oh, you know, Lord, um, this is the house I've designed. I, I want a house built. I have very particular desires about what it looks like and what the uh, other properties on the grounds will look like and what the grounds will look like. And the Lord and I have dreamt about this a lot. And so I have this drawing on my fridge of what my designed house, designed and built house will look like. And the Lord said to me, Lisa, you've given me these certain parameters. You'd like a swimming pool that looks like this. You'd like an area for barbecuing. You'd like a place for a sauna. He said, so if Ephesians 3.20 is true, and that's the cap that you have, Lisa, the desires and the dreams. And you think, okay, that means this is going to cost this much and I'll go and get it from this store or, you know, even stretching that dream a bit and going, oh, Lord, look at this designer that does the spoke, bespoke things like this or tailored things like this. He said, if that's the height of your thinking, and I said that I would do super abundantly more than that, will you let me show you more than you can even imagine? Will you let me take the drawing that's on your fridge and blow your mind with how I'll bring it to you, what it'll look like, the experiences you'll have in designing it and building it and then living there? Will you let me take you beyond what you can even dare to ask or think? (laughs) That's the second step is that when we intentionally take this framework of Ephesians 3.20, think about it ourselves then let God pop the lid and show us even more than that then the beautiful thing that happens in each one of our lives is what verse 21 says to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever When he shows off like that, when he shows us what it looks like to intentionally sit and look at these seven areas and then let him blow the lid off it, all glory goes to him. Because people will look at our lives and go, I don't know how you did that. I can't see any reason why your life should be looking like that. How do you love when you've been that hurt? Explain to me how that happens. And we get to say, well, Let me tell you about my Jesus. The love I got from him helped me to overcome all the pain that I've been through. And now I get to love with a love that isn't even mine. It supernaturally flows through me. Right? Then God gets the glory for our ability to love when the world looks at our circumstances and thinks there's not a possibility that they should love that much because of what they've been through. The world gets to look at our circumstances when we can uh, bring a vision to pass. When we, when we have a dream and they go, wow, how did you do that? How did you 
build that? How did you have that effect on the lives of your children? How did you make that marriage work when against all odds it looked like it shouldn't have? How did you do that? And we get to say, well, this is the wisdom of God that helps us to walk out the love of God. This is how we get to value and champion each other in spite of our differences. And in fact, because of our differences, but we get to so look at somebody that's different to us, our spouse and the ways that they're different to us and go, wow, I champion you in the way God made you. I see you, I value you. And I'm so glad that I get to spend my life seeing the beauty and the glory of who God created you to be. Ah, what an amazing way to live. And that creates marriages that are strong and deep and loving and show the world what it looks like to be together until death do us part and actually be happy and fulfilled and loving each other and accessing the grace of heaven to be able to go through thick and thin, through sickness and health, through poverty and riches, all of the things that, that are said in those marriage vows. It's the grace of God that enables us to go through all of it because if we try to do it in our own strength, we just couldn't do it, right? And then people get to look at us and go, how did you do that? And we go, let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you how he helps me to do this. You see, then as we look at step one, outlining these seven and dreaming with God, and then we go to step two and go, Lord, thank you for showing off and showing who you are, even more than I can dare to ask or think. And it leads to the third peach, which is God being so glorified because we couldn't live the lives we live if it wasn't for him. And the world is amazed by what that partnership looks like. And we get to go from, we get to excel at the ordinary of life, the everyday things of life and live that abundant life. And then he takes us from that ordinary to extraordinary. And we get to show the world what it looks like to have this partnership with the one who floods us with mercy and grace and love to live life for the Holy Spirit who helps us to think with the mind of Christ, who quickens our mortal bodies, who gives us wisdom, helps us to uh, forgive offense quickly, offense and hurt quickly. He is the one that helps us to do these things that are absolutely not able to do by ourselves. And that's what makes an extraordinary life. Mm. What a beautiful, beautiful adventure. Come across and visit us at thewaysofwisdom.com. Love to walk with you. Um, we love to coach people into their greatness. So if this has activated something in you that you would like to walk out with me as a coach, that we can uh, look with the Lord at the plan of your life in this season, help you to heal from past hurts and uh, partner with him with the journey that you're going on and walk it out together, it'd be my privilege. So let me know. But as always, Jesus is inviting you on an adventure today. Will you accept? <laughs>